Welcome to Keith's Midnight Minorities. Can you lend a nigga a pencil? Welcome to the Keith and Mike show. <laughs> We're mixing things up this week. KMM presents. Yeah, KMM presents the Keith and Mike show because Frank dipped out on us. He he said, you know what? I don't want to be a part of this podcast anymore for at least another week. He's like, I'm trying to do adult things uh-huh, and get a house whatever. set up. Some BS like that. Anyway, he he did not go to this movie with us today. So, yeah. It's just me and you. Just the two of us. <laughs> just the two of us. Yep. But, regardless of that, we still have... Um, We're still going to review two movies. Right? Yeah, we're going to... This is kind of going to be like a mashup of... <laughs> I guess more like our original episodes uh-huh. where we didn't split things out. Probably going to be shorter than usual because there's only two of us this week. Just the two of us. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. That's a perfect song for that. Um, So we're not going to have like the regular segments. The No video clips or anything. No video it's just clips. Gonna be... Just hearing our voices. Uh, we have some things that are not movie related, really, that we're going to talk about. And then we'll jump into those two reviews. Mile 22. Yep. <laughs> and uh, The Happy Time Murders. Yeah, two very different movies. I guess I feel like we we normally do that. It's, they're yeah. pretty dramatically different, the, the two movies that we end up reviewing on the same episode. It's episodes. never like two action movies back to back. I guess it just hasn't happened yet. I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, it'll happen eventually. It'll happen at some point. The uh <laughs> Yeah, but uh let's go ahead and you wanted to start with the cuz you said you wanted to talk about the uh what you call yeah, it? the stats or the research that you did on the uh Yeah, so last episode. People that listen to this may not have any understanding or if they didn't watch, you know, two episodes watch was it, it two episodes ago. No, it was, it was one, right? There was a clip between episode we eleven. Didn't have, we didn't have an episode last week. If you listen week. to episode eleven, the yeah. KCC, we talked about uh, college sports, college sport, or just sports and its role in in the education system. Basically, I mean, it, basic, it was basically more like how the 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 sports get funded. That's kind of what it ended up being about. Mm-hmm. You should go check it out. It's all opinion pieces. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of talking about how we, we perceive I don't think we, things. None of us did any research on it. We just yeah. started talking about it. Yeah. So it wasn't that, you know, we didn't have bring, bring facts <clears throat> or anything, but we still had an opinion about it. So the research I did mm-hmm. and all the numbers, because it's kind of hard to get exact numbers, because apparently the way that they break things down, like schools pay like the going rate for like any athletes that they bring in so like uh if you were to receive a scholarship for football Mm -hmm. the athletics department pays the regular amount of tuition the school does not give a break to the athletic department as far as tuition the athletic department pays the school the tuition yes so 
that for some reason on their books is counted as a loss. Like it's the that way that's because the revenue is not coming from outside. It's still, of it's, the it's not like it's, entity. it's kind of weird because it's the way that everything is set up. There's only nine total. Let me double check. Was it nine? Eight. Sorry. There are only eight total athletic programs. This is all sports mm-hmm. for all D1 schools. Eight total that actually sustain themselves. Mm-hmm. Every other one has to get support from the school mm-hmm. to remain a thing. So I wasn't far off from what I was saying. It is possible for them to... What schools are they? I mean, just to name a few, it was like A&M. All the, probably all the ones that you would think of yeah. are the ones that can sustain themselves. But there's only eight out of 231 total D1 schools. And I looked, at, uh, they actually had a full chart of like allocated funds, how much they actually spent, breakdown of that for all 231 schools. For the most part, most schools spend as much on the athletics as like the school actually spends as much as they're basically bringing in. So there's not really any profit there for any school sports. As you go down the list, basically the entire bottom half of the list is losing millions of dollars for the schools. Uh, So that was an interesting chart to see. But apparently there's also a lot of issues with the way that they report their funds because they don't report any kind of booster club money like if it's set aside for a specific i mean that could be big in some situations but oh every single school yeah for every athletic department for d1 schools i'd say about 50 to 70 percent of their money comes from donations yeah like every single school was somewhere in the neighborhood of about 50 to 70 million dollars at least and they don't report that they do, but only if it's like general use donations. Mm-hmm. If it's something that's earmarked for a specific project, that doesn't get reported until the project gets started. Or something weird like that. Like it, There was a lot of weird discrepancies in the way that they report things. Plus, there's mm-hmm. different things that they report to the NCAA versus what they report to the Bureau of Education. So, apparently, it's just like it's real hard to nail down an Sounds exact real number. shady. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not that it's shady. It's just that the way that everything got ended up getting built up, it's just not efficient in any way. So I'm sure it's real easy to fudge some numbers and keep extra money for someone who knows what they're doing. But who knows? That's not what I was looking into. Anyway, <clears throat> of those 231 schools, so it's it's estimated that all those schools together for the NCAA make $9.15 billion. I think that was supposed to be annually. Mm-hmm. The only 24 of those make over $100 million a year. Uh, 77% make less than 50 million and 44% make less than 20 million. So a lot of schools are not making much money off of sports. Like the general consensus of everything that I was reading that were not just like the economic reports was that basically no school sports make money. Like there's generally a net loss by the end of it. 
Well, you can't say no because there's obviously some. I said generally. Like the the general consensus is that it's not a money making thing. Like the way that it's set up right it now. It is though, if you think about it outside the box. If you're make if you're not making money, like if if a school is losing money mm-hmm. compared to the sports, or not compared to the sports, if the school is just losing money from the investment that they put into the sports, that's there's nothing there. But this is the way that I think about it, right? <clears throat> there's no way that me, as a person living in the state that I live in, that I would even know that a Boise State even exists in the country, right? If I don't know that it exists, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there. If the focus was on the education and not the sports, mm-hmm. not the athletics then you might still because I, they may have a program that you were interested in. I mean honestly there, I, like I didn't know like about the a lot uni- of different program. I mean everyone could offer the same program, right? Well, every school has like those kind of generic ones like oh, here's a business mm-hmm. school, but there's definitely schools that are more well known for their business education compared to just some other name, random school. I mean, I mean I could name the ones that I could name like that are obviously like the Ivy League schools for their education. Yeah. But that is already... It's like, okay, yeah, I want to go to Harvard. Good fucking luck getting into Harvard or Princeton or whatever. Of course, you, you say, you're like, all right, I'm going to do it. Set my goals to do it. That's whatever. more about money. Right. But... Those are private if institutions you, if too. If you look at sports and then being on TV and all that as advertisement then to the school that's like it's money well spent so here's the thing with that mm-hmm. most of that money for any of those sponsorships and stuff like as far as the actual licensing and fees a lot of that money goes back to the ncaa it doesn't have anything to do with the no, schools. that's okay that's all right because it's the ncaa they they provide the service right but but what i'm saying is not the actual advertisement money like in like coca-cola and all that it's like, hey, our school's on TV. People know about it, right? Um, we, you know, because you'll see if you watch the college games during the games. Like, let's say you're watching Alabama versus Auburn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see during the game they'll run an ad for Alabama for school, yeah. or for Auburn, yeah, and then it'll highlight the like, oh, this is the Auburn medical program, or this is the Auburn. Um, you know, uh, aeronautics program or whatever, right? Uh huh. So that's like you're getting on the big on the big stage, right? W- with TV and you can and all still that. And make you those get, you advertise your school, and now people know about your school. It's a very well known two very well known schools because they do well in football. So that means people want to go to your school. There comes your revenue. That was never my. I never said that that was an issue because I agree. Like that is a good way to get advertising. If you know that you have a captive audience, use the advertising at that point. My thing is that they shouldn't be spending education money, like money that I'm paying as a student to go there for education. They shouldn't be spending a large portion of that money on the athletics, which is an extracurricular 
my argument in episode 11 mm-hmm. was that it should be completely separated. Let the NCAA handle all that stuff, pay the players. And one of the arguments that I was reading whenever I was doing my research was, you know, as soon as you start paying collegiate football players, then you have to also start paying all the other athletes that are at the college level. If it's paid through the school. So if you separate it, it's a completely different business. Mm-hmm. So are you? Would you be separating all sports in general, or just one specific sport? I mean, it would be anyone that wants to have like. Probably it would mostly end up being the football teams and basketball teams, because those are the most televised ones. Well, I mean, no, I mean they te- they televise a lot of softball, <clears throat> volleyball. Okay. I'm not saying that. There's, there shouldn't be any kind of school sports whatsoever. That's never been the argument I've tried to make. Mm-hmm. Just that there shouldn't be as much spending of the educational funds. Because one of the other things that I read was uh, schools have increased their spending for athletics by 53% over the past, I think it was, let's see, what was it? This was from 2005 to 2009. So this was the data that was available probably has changed since then probably even increased since then and that same time period spending on education only went up 22 percent so there's certainly a discrepancy there and that that's my issue i mean i could see going either way right just splitting it up and then doing only sports or not well doing you have the school right and then you have the school's team that is separate and then the but players the, don't go to the school. They just play, represent the school or whatever. Um, I mean, you could even have like, but I could see it just being the same, but just maybe providing a little bit more for the players, like compensating them for the, the issue time. is. And, and the argument that has been made is that if you, keep it completely still within the school the way that it's set up right now mm-hmm. if you start paying like the money the sports that bring in the money the athletes that play the sports that actually bring in money because they do bring in money even mm-hmm. if they're operating at a very small profit or in some cases no profit then you end up still having to pay the yeah, other they, athletes they'd be losing a whole ton of money at this point they're either operating at a loss or their profit is not that great. So if you start paying people, then it's just going to be. But that's why my whole thing is they should separate it, treat it like what it is, which is a semi-professional sport, and go from there. Like Just treat it as the, the, the teams just kind of carry over into their own privatized business. They're still representative of the school's. Yeah, but I feel so the schools like, can still have input and donate mm-hmm. to it, but it wouldn't be as much spending as they're doing right now. But it it almost there's almost a separation there. It's like you have a built-in audience, right? With every school, I'm and not game. saying get rid of the audience. You're not going to get rid of the audience. No, you, well, you might. you're using the infrastructure that's there. You're just separating the business aspect of it. Mm-hmm. So just separate the business. Well, if you're saying separate the school <clears throat> from the from the sport. Then, as far as as far as business wise, mm-hmm. 
the school is not going to be funding it as a majority funder. It'll just be it can contribute to it. Well, then you already said that this the school has to support the sports in majority of the time. Yes. So then the but the that's because a lot be, of that money die off. that's because a lot of the money from the NCAA doesn't go back into the schools. Mm-hmm. That's the issue. That NCAA is not going to want to give up that change. But that's what, if they take it over, they'll Who? have to. Who's they? NCAA. Take just make it the NCAA like the NFL. Yeah, but it'd be the semi-professional one that feeds still feeds into I the mean, you're NFL. Gonna have, obviously, you're going to have to rename it. <sighs> I mean, it could still be the call same it thing. The National College Athletic Association anymore. Or collegiate. Yeah, you could. I think it's collegiate. You still could because it could still be that it's, like I said, it's not about completely separating the schools mm-hmm. and the business aspect of it. It's that well, what makes the it school's not going to be the, the athletes go to the school, and then not not all. And in this situation here, not all the athletes will go to the school. Okay, I mean it could still be a majority or not at all. I mean potentially, but. <laughs> That would be you something to get figured out later on. Of the players, it's like oh, changing it's a business just, name is completely different from. There should so be more could, money going so to, then this, could, to education. In this situation, could someone from the NFL go back into the semi-pro? I, I would say it would be more like an age cutoff kind of thing, because they still have cutoffs for all that stuff. I mean, you could. No, I mean there was a guy. Um, I think his name was Josh. Josh. His name was Josh Whedon or Joe Whedon. It's one of those. He got into the NFL at the age of 28 or like okay. close to 30. I'm not saying that there's a cutoff for the NFL. No, no, no. For, he was playing in college when he was like 28. Okay. Right now, the stipulation is you have to be a student. And what is it? Mm-hmm. You can only play for four years, right? Yeah, I mean, once you like you, you can get a stat, a certain status. I'm not going to be 100 percent accurate with this, but you can get a certain status, like a red shirt status, where um, if you, I think, if you are a red shirt, they the that season doesn't count. I can't be 100 percent, but once like you, they actually put you into a game, then that's like your time has started. Okay. Or they put you on the active roster. Your time has started. You have four years in in, in the NCAA. I mean, I'm not saying that. It doesn't I... matter. Like if you transfer schools, you're probably going to lose a year. Um, I think that's maybe how. It works. No, I know doesn't. That's not what doesn't work that way in college. I think that's how it works in high school. I mean, I'm not saying that I have all the answers to how to work that out. There would definitely have to be some additional rules for that kind of stuff okay. that aren't in place right now. There would be a lot of change that would have to go into it, yes. But I just my main issue is that schools do spend a lot of money on sports. All my everything that I looked up told me that they're they're spending a lot of money on sports mm-hmm. that honestly could be going back into the education. I'm not saying that there's zero percent benefit to the sports, and I'm not saying that schools shouldn't spend money on sports, just that they should be spending less. More of that money should be going into the education. Because there's a lot of students. What do you want? These premium uh, beakers? What, what do you want? Premium. It's more uh, about investing in the actual pencils? education. What do you need? Huh? So, yeah, facilities are an important <laughs> you want part. These extra cushion chairs in the classrooms? I mean, the school I went to, they it was a school that the the, the no athletics teams. were very small. Like, Do the, they, have, they have any teams? 
Yeah, they had that, like our big one was uh, women's basketball. So oh, they that. had baseball teams. They had softball. Uh, there was a golf team. Oh, jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was. But honestly, the biggest thing that was like an extracurricular that was a team based thing was the chess team. <laughs> this motherfucker said the chess team. I, that's just that's what it was. So <laughs> there was money definitely being spent on the sports because we had nice facilities for the mm-hmm. sports, but it, it was relatively small. They were building new buildings for us and new programs. They were they were implementing new programs. Um, they were increasing spending for like data research. Um, we had a, a data center that was being put into our university so that we could do big data projects for graduate and, and PhD students. So that's the kind of stuff that I want to see more done at, at other larger universities. I'm not saying that sports are, are bad or evil, just that if I'm going to college, hmm. the focus should be on the education. It shouldn't be on the sports. The school that I went to, because it's kind of, it's tough, right? Because some schools... They're in places you're like I, I I wouldn't even never even heard of this place right yeah yeah I mean some places it's like hey this is our chance to get on the national circuit right into everyone's ears they I mean we had a, a pretty okay football team right in Division okay. Two <laughs> okay and um they were the the games were televised right so yeah. it's just one of those things where if you get your name out there whether it be in game you're watching a a school play, you're know, watching a football game. Everyone loves football, right? Yeah. And then so it's like, hey, well, oh look, I've heard of that school before, right? And they're you know accredited and all that. They're part of the yeah. you know top whatever schools in the nation. And I mean, like I said, it's not about getting rid of it completely. It's just so about it's like for smaller schools, it makes a lot of sense, right? Because you 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 would never know that they exist without potentially without the sport. You can. There's still other ways to advertise yourself, though. That's. But it's that like imagine how much money you would spend on that just by itself. I mean, you could do similar to what you're spending on the sports. I guess if you built up a program, not sports, mm-hmm. like let's say this random school somewhere in the middle of Podunk, USA, mm-hmm. just decides we're gonna make the best. I don't know medical program and the. I mean, the, the US. school that I went to has a really good medical program. Okay. So but, why, if they would have invested mm-hmm. the money that they put to not even be in like the top tier of sports, but every, but everyone would do that, and then everyone they would all get drowned out. It doesn't. It's like oh, but that's the thing. Every it's, school has the best business program. Well, they already all say that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, so you never. That's not never what I'm talking about. I'm any talking other about schools with business programs. Legitimately like, oh. investing in this program mm-hmm. to make it statistically. The most too much of a gamble. They didn't even make D one. You're investing in it, but now you got to hope that you're. They didn't even make D one. Let's produce students that make it the best, you know, business program. You could spend a fraction of the advertising dollars Mm -hmm. that you would spend on a total sports program to try to get it up to a D two standard. Probably from like the ground up to a D two standard. That's hundreds of millions of dollars. Maybe even a billion dollars oh, over oh. over the course of Keep however long. that B word. Schools spend a lot of money. I looked at the budget for UT. Mm-hmm. Jesus oh, Christ. Well, UT is a whole next level football. A and M still makes more than them, or at least they did in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. 
Well, there because A and M's doing a lot better in football, but recently, UT and A and M were the top two. Huh. As far as I think they both made, I think it was like one eighty, one hundred eighty million, one hundred ninety million for like twenty sixteen or something like that. Maybe maybe twenty fifteen. Because because you think about it, because you wouldn't, you would have never heard of Texas Tech, otherwise. They're a really good, they're a really good football team, and they're now in like the I think they're one of the higher. Uh, divisions like the Pac-12 or whatever. I just feel like it's false equivalency to sit here and say that mm-hmm. just because they're good at sports, that's the only reason you ever heard of them. There's plenty of other ways so, that yeah. you would like have. Oh, you've heard of MIT, right? They don't have a yeah. sports team. Yep, I, I've heard of MIT. Exactly. So because well, they're in like they're in media and stuff. Like the, any, I, anybody I wouldn't can have be heard of anything. MIT if I wasn't watching the TV. I I mean I still don't think that that's true. You wouldn't be watching the the athletics either yeah you watch i watch sports yeah you watch sports what there, i'm saying you is go to a, into a bar the sports are on you watch there's plenty of ways for things to be A&M. advertised it's the, not big time. The, ut the, versus a&m uh rivalry, the sports Oklahoma are not the only UT. way to do that like it's it's a way and I'm not discounting that it's a good way because there's a lot of love for sports and and the and you also have like every alumni country. that really, you know, they put into the sports team as well. They I don't even, they watch on TV. They go to the games. That's a whole different issue. Yeah, just because there's a lot of stuff that a lot of schools, especially ones with big mm-hmm. sports programs, become kind of cultish for alums especially, and it's just yeah, it, that gets just... weird. So. That's a whole different topic, a whole other can of worms. <laughs> let's get on to these movies. Well, let's first talk about our experience <laughs> at the movie theater. <laughs> we uh, had a very pleasant experience at the <laughs> at the movie theater. It was all right. I don't even know how to. Well, let me just let me preface it by saying Keith is a movie snob. I'm not a movie right? snob. What? And he's how like, how is a, this? Yo, I'll get there. And he is a movie snob audience uh, person as well. So if the movie, if the audience is laughing at something that he does not think is funny, he'll be like, oh, he'll scoff. Oh, oh, it's going to be this kind of audience this time. <laughs> oh, what about Yeah, I say it exactly retards? like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my pinky out and everything. It's pinky out, right? So let me just preface that as well. We had, there were people, there were people in audience that were laughing at the trailers and I, I looked over at Keith and he was already red with rage uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> and, that's not uh, even what I was trying to talk about over here and then there was like there were the, the theater was kind of it wasn't that packed I mean there were it was a decent turnout like yeah. there were like the basically the whole top row was taken we were on the row right below it mm-hmm. and then it was kind of a smattering smattering throughout the rest mm-hmm. of the theater but we were pretty. It was just Mike and I on on our row, and then later, a little a lady showed up on to the left of Mike. To the left of me, yeah. And I think there was a guy, or maybe it was a couple, to my right. Well, there was probably like three to four seats between those people and us on each side. So that once the movie ended, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was like sitting up. I was like, oh man, that was that was a, that was a movie. And I looked to my left. And the girl who was sitting there, she had like kind of scooched into her seat. She was like picking her stuff up and then she's like stood up. And when she stood up, butt cheeks. 
It was a thong. <laughs> there was a thong clad booty. Cheeks. There was a thong clad booty. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so I just like elbowed Mike. And I was like, Mike. <laughs> and I pointed. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> pretty sure we both did double takes. You're like, what? Yeah, I did a double take. I distinctly saw cheeks. There were definitely cheeks. And then I also like, there's saw, no like, doubt in my mind I saw cheeks. Yeah, and then I saw like black, potentially black underwear in there. <laughs> somewhere in between those cheeks. Somewhere, somewhere, yeah. and that's how much cheek exposure there was. There was, yeah, it was like there was no doubt in my mind that like this chick did not have pants on. Yeah, I did and a double take. I was. I thought that it was like she was wearing a dress, and maybe it just kind of like rolled up and got you, caught in the top you of her underwear. Pervert! What you sicko! How dare you stare and look? You were staring. <laughs> Who doesn't stare at a butt when they see one? Especially, like, it was a nice Me? butt. It I'm was a, a nice butt. Gentleman. I didn't see it. Anyway, so, and I was like, oh, man. At first, I was like, "What? Uh, what's going on here? And then I was like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing. Hopefully, she catches it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't, you didn't. She was too far away. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, your butt cheek, your ass is showing. <laughs> then that would have just raised that would have raised too much said. attention. Uh-huh. Anyway, so then we were just walking out of the theater. I walked over and used the restroom, came out of the restroom, but when I did, she came out of the women's restroom. Yeah, she's we both wearing, saw her. She's wearing some pink pants now though, some leggings. Yeah. And I was just like, What? Did I did I not see what I saw in the theater? But then I looked again and I was like, No. Like, there's no way that her pants rode up so high that it was, like, I full-on saw her butt. Yeah. So, she had a backpack. Yeah. I so, mean, Mike is... and I think <laughs> she was, like, an exhibitionist or something. Yeah, man. She was not wearing pants while she was sitting in the theater. Who knows what was going on over there? I didn't look to my left. She was by herself. She was also. by herself. By herself. <laughs> um. And then she just went to the bathroom, put pants on, and left. That's the only thing that makes any sense to me, because I know I saw cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind that I saw butt cheeks. I mean, I mean, there could always be, it was low light, pink, maybe like kind of looks, maybe flesh tone, maybe. Maybe, but my issue was, I saw the black too. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think our minds just suddenly connected yeah. in a way that we're like, we're seeing the same thing, but well, it's not real. I, I looked over and you you didn't say anything first. Like you just nudged yeah, over. Yeah, I nudged you. Yeah. And, and I, I pointed over and I'm like, is she only wearing underwear? That's what I said. That's what I, is she only wearing underwear? <laughs> and you're like, uh-huh. And then, oh, like, I said and then it you like put I was your dick stupid. back in your pants. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, Keith, what are you doing? Is there any other reaction to seeing a butt? <laughs> you you yeah. take your wiener out, right? Mm-hmm. No. That's <laughs> that was um that was interesting. It was. Frank wasn't there to see it. Yeah, Frank, you missed it. He dipped out on us. You missed it. You missed the cheeks. He missed the booty. All right, let's move I mean, on. Actually, I actually I also do want to talk about what uh-huh. uh what we put on Twitter that very that briefly. Poll, that poll. That the guys at Trailer Junkies mm-hmm. commented on. They said they did. I didn't hear that part. They, oh, never mind. No, they didn't mind. comment on. I thought you meant us. like in the podcast. not in the in their podcast. No, they were on uh, Be Kind and Rewind. Yeah. Be Kind and Rewind podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, trailer Junkies guys are on there talking about the history of trailers. Last time that uh, in episode ten, whenever we talked about the Meg, yeah. Or the, the movie review the for movie that review same for week. Meg. 
Yeah, yeah the movie review for the for the Meg talked about movie trailers and how I felt that the movie trailer for the Meg did not accurately represent the final product. Mm-hmm. So I'll put that poll out there on Twitter. We only got ten votes, but it was thirty percent for me, seventy mm-hmm. percent for Mike. That's right. If I had like some cheering music, I'd play it right now. <laughs> and we listened to the to the podcast. It was it was good stuff. And honestly, I think what I was thinking of in my head and what I didn't articulate very well was kind of the same point that that the guys from Trailer Junkies made. Uh, they were saying that basically it it should encapsulate the essence of the movie. That's kind of whatever that means. Well, I mean, that's why it's it's a hard thing to do. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. you only have you know two minutes at max, and then those usually get clipped down to thirty second spots. It's real hard to do it very well, and a lot of movies fail at it. A lot of companies fail at, at making a good, high quality trailer, and that's just kind of that's where I felt like they didn't encapsulate what the Meg was about. They took out pretty much all the serious stuff from the the trailers and just showed you the funny bits which is it's an advertising ploy yes i get it it's it's there to get people to show up to the movies people did opening week it did pretty well yeah it did twice what they expected it to do yeah so i guess kudos to them kudos to the trailer team (laughs) but my issue is that that also this, it, it makes it hard for me to trust trailers. And, and I'm a discerning, like, I don't take anything in a movie trailer at face value because I know that it's not 100% representative of the movie, and it can't be. Otherwise, you just you watch the whole movie in a trailer, and why, why even go see a movie? So that was never my argument, and that was what they were trying to make in, in that podcast. Um, that you, you can't just expect someone to put exactly what happens in a movie into a two-minute trailer and then be like, yeah, okay, I'm still going to go see this movie now. So I just feel like The Meg did not encapsulate what the actual movie was about, and but that's part of the reason why I didn't like it. got you to watch the fucking movie. I mean, I would have watched it anyway because we have AMC A-List. Yeah, but if we didn't do all that, would you have still watched it maybe? No. No. That would have been a, a total skip for me if I had to pay full full ticket price. Mm. If I didn't have a movie subscription service. So, all right. Let's get into the Mile movies 22. that we watched. So, We're doing this in watch order. We watched this movie a week weeks, ago. Yeah, a week ago. Um, So, Mile 22, synopsis time. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> There's a team. Uh-huh. They do some stuff at the beginning. What are they called? Overwatch. There you go. Team called Overwatch, led by mm-hmm. your boy Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. And He's the out funky there. Funky bunch, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's what the rest of the team is called. They're the Funky <laughs> Bunch. Um, so they, the movie starts out with them completing a mission. They complete a mission. Then it goes through all the the title stuff. Um, then the rest of the movie is about them protecting a high value asset asset from another country who claims to have information about how to retrieve some nuclear powder that can wipe out six cities around the world. 
And that's the guy from The Raid, if the you've raid. seen those movies. Unfortunately, I don't have his name. We suck. Yeah. We're the fucking worst. Yeah. The we Keith, can't pull up The IMDb. Keith and Mike show is just... This is probably going to be the last one. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to get canceled right after this. By us. The execs are already telling me we're done. <laughs> the higher ups. Anyway, um, if you haven't seen The Raid, you should watch that. It's it's great. Um, and he's great in it. So they're protecting him. They're trying to get him to the uh, an airstrip that's 22 miles away. That's why it's called Mile 22. We got to get him there in how long? <clears throat> what was it? Like 10 minutes was no, no no it was longer than that it was like 20 30 minutes maybe they're like remember. you gotta get there now it, the, the the plane can only be on the ground for 10 minutes i think they had like there. two hours or something to get him there it was something weird like they were on a time frame oh yeah um anyway they succeed but some other stuff happens at the end so and then we get a sequel hook oh and um that's the end of spoiler-free stuff. Ratings. Um, let's go with what Frank told us. Okay, yeah. Frank did go see this movie with us. Um, Frank said, four out of ten, and skip it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Skip it. I think he'd go. I thought he'd go lower than that. You thought he'd say Garbaggio? Maybe. Um, I'll go next. I'm going to give it a five out of ten. Also, a skip it. Mm-hmm. What do you say, Mike? Um, I'm gonna give it a five. I'm gonna give it a garbaggio. Okay, okay. All right. Well, now let's uh, get into why okay. the why of these low ratings. I guess I'll it's tell not you, that I'll low tell you of what ratings. Frank said why. Okay. He said because it was based in an Asian country. Frank doesn't like Asian people. Well, that's putting words <laughs> in his mouth. I'm going to be... And he said one of the leads in there is also Asian, so further along <laughs> his agenda of not liking Asian I mean, I guess people. he's not here to defend himself, so it must By be true. By proxy, if he doesn't show up, then he's guilty. <laughs> he's guilty of everything we say he's, he does. Okay, there we go. Get that, that, that prejudice... Uh, out of the way so let's go ahead and move on to the next to the to the real opinions here all right real opinion not based on any kind of prejudice or anything (laughs) real opinion they (laughs) ruined the action shots every single one of them all the cuts (laughs) they had like it was literally probably like one and a half seconds cut one and a half seconds cut 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 and it's like you're not letting any of these moments land like nothing feels impactful like you'll just, see someone fly, like get flipped, and then it'll cut, and then it's like, did I, did you didn't, I missed them hitting the ground, or yeah, it's like you just want to show me like a single f- flip from like thirty different angles. Why I don't need that, like, because I I was expecting all the scenes with the guy from the raid to be like the best scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. Probably still were the best scenes in the movie, but they ruined all the action shots. Like this guy is amazing at action. Just everything he's done for the raid, the two raid movies, the Single camera work that they had in those films, like were absolutely amazing. And they did long, continuous mm-hmm. shots with well, minimal cuts, but not in any of the high intensity scenes. And that's where it counts. It's like being able to follow the action. 
couldn't follow the action for for anything in this movie. I liked that they they made it very clear from the beginning that the team was disposable. Mm. <clears throat> like very first mission, dude gets killed. Don't even no. They don't yeah, even talk no, about yeah. it. <laughs> and then they don't replace that person. They don't replace. Oh no, they've replaced. They they have those two other guys that that oh, are in Ronda fucking, Rousey's car. Oh, the they just die instantly. Cannon fodder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the team is definitely disposable. Like it's it. You don't go into this movie thinking like what they were doing with the Meg, where it's like, oh, we have to spend the next like ten minutes of this movie being sad about this person who died. It's like nope, they just died. Do your thing. Keep going. So I like that. Um, they like basically kill off each character one by one, just uh, and different like hero ways to go out. Except for the first three, because like the first three are whenever the movie's actually into the core of the story, mm-hmm. they just like they die and a a car like their car gets blown up. Ronda Rousey somehow lives, but the other three people in the car die. Yeah. <laughs> And she's, she, she's got she got a name on her. That's why she's just like she's basically dead. As, she had as like it is. two lines in the whole movie. I mean, she had some more than that, but uh, yeah. So I mean, everything else like the story was just kind of like meh. Like it was like I didn't like Mark Wahlberg. Oh, at all fuck. in this movie. Like, I I like Mark Wahlberg. I think he yeah. he does a really good job in a lot of stuff. Like the fighter. An amazing yeah, movie. That's a good movie. An amazing movie. And it's due in large part to what Mark Wahlberg does in the movie. Mm-hmm. Not just Christian Bale. But, God, he was so bad in this. And it's not that his acting was bad. It's just that the character he played oh, was terrible. Gosh, like, he's supposed to be like this hyper genius who can see his name? everything. Was like, his name like Jason? Born? <laughs> <laughs> was it Jason? No, it wasn't Jason. What I don't think it was it? Jason. It was like Chase? Maybe. It might have been. I Something forgot. Like I tried to push this movie kind of out of my head. I was hoping last... we would record last week so that I didn't have to talk about then it his anymore. last name was like what? I don't remember. It was some, like Cruise? he's supposed to be like this orphan who was trained from like yeah, the we, time we he got was his backstory. five years. Yeah. <laughs> we got his backstory in like the opening credits. Yeah, it's like the entire opening credits are, are his backstory. And he talks like 90 to nothing. He's just like, you want to know what all this stuff is? He's like spouting everything. ADHD. He's got all that shit. He has to like snap a rubber band on his wrist to, to keep, keep himself, himself from. Focused. Yeah, like he it's... talks. Yeah, a mile a minute. He's obviously everything he's saying is scripted because no one can think that fast and come up with all that I mean, shit people that do fast. but it's just i don't know it for for out. the type of character like he's supposed to be like an advanced military and he was an asshole like he, he was, yeah he was a total douchebag to everybody dick. and so it's just like uh, i i don't like, like him i don't like him as a character mm-hmm. and he's the only one who makes it through like at least we know for sure he's the only mm-hmm. one who makes it through the whole movie cuz like like we said earlier, basically everyone else just we knew they were gonna die. It was fine, except for Maggie from The Walking Dead. She, What's your name? I forgot. Dude. Fuck, we suck. Yeah, we do. Suck. <laughs> I I don't have the computer hooked up to the TV, so I can't just pull stuff up. That was my intention. Whenever we were gonna do this last week, I was like, yeah, let's have the IMDb page oh, up. Okay, but now Frank we're doing this at my it. place, so I don't have a computer that I can hook up quickly. Frank offered. To give his computer. <clears throat> How dare like, you not accept it? Anyway, um, Maggie from The Walking Dead. Like they're the only. She's the only one that the Mark Wahlberg and the guy from the raid decide to go back and save. 
Like everyone else is just kind of like, all right, you make your final stand here. We're going to go on ahead. But they go, they go back for her. And then we find out at the very end that the guy from the raid was a triple agent. Oh my God. He was embedded within his, his country. Mm-hmm. He was working as like a high level spy for them. Mm-hmm. He decided to defect to the United States mm-hmm. because he didn't like what his government was doing. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? It turns out he's actually a Russian spy. He's actually working for Russia. Because at the very beginning of the movie, the mission that <laughs> Operation oh, Overwatch was on. This is the worst part of the whole and movie. And they allude to this like the entire movie. And I was like, God, this is so dumb. Like I know that this is what it's going to end up being. Mm-hmm. Like from Honestly, the very that part was confusing me because I'm like, how is Ru- I mean, I understand Russia at the beginning of the movie, yeah, uh, but like, why would Russia be that butthurt about this? this like this group? small group, it's like seven yeah. people that end up that they that the team kills at the beginning of the movie because they're like doing some KGB operation out of some house in the middle of the United like, States. Y'all, y'all killed my y'all killed our uh sec- super secret. Uh, you know, a spy team that was in your yeah. country. Yeah, you fucks were gonna fucking uh, <laughs> unleash on the might on this one fucking team. Yeah, oh, it was fucking stupid. Yeah, so it's like it turns out that the one of the kids who's like a nineteen-year-old kid who was embedded in this Russian team turns out that he was the son of like some high-level. General or commander, maybe like I, no, I, th- I think they said that she was like in the military, like a general or something like that. So, oh, boohoo! You know what your son got your you know himself into? Yeah, so in a different country, spying and yeah, it's like okay. Um, oh, fuck. I guess it's it's enough of a motivation, sure, but it's like can I take back my score? By the way, no, that's can that. I give it a one? <laughs> I mean, you can if you want to change it. If no, you... I'll give it. I'll stay. Oh, whatever. I just think so for me it was it's a 5 because it's it's not like the worst movie I've ever watched. Mm-hmm. It certainly doesn't do anything that makes me think oh this is a great movie. It's just kind of a movie. It's like I watched it. It went by so quick too. It was an hour and 30 minutes maybe. Yeah, I think so. It it like I felt like it was <clears> super fast. like they were pushing basically just like all right, here's a story, here's a story, here's and then along with like uh homeboy uh, Marky Mark, like his character was talking a mile a minute already, and then the whole movie was like, "All right, we got to get here in like ten minutes. We got to go." <laughs> yeah. So they were just like pushing you through the whole movie. Come on, come on, come yeah. on, come on, come on. It, and then like the action scenes with the uh, the guy from the raid, because it it would transition from gun scene, right? Like outside, you know, gun fighting, and then longer range type stuff. Yeah. And then it would transition to like inside. Close then, quarters, hand to hand fighting. How can we get the guy from the raid to start beating people up when there are guns in this movie? Um, I mean, there were guns in the raid movies too. Yeah, but, but in this, it was there were there was a lot of shooting, right? Yeah. So they're like, all right, let's put him inside, and then let's get him just to start, you know, get close enough where he's able to start throwing bodies around, even though everyone still has a gun on them. They just they still want to fight him hand to hand. Doesn't make any fucking sense. So it so was that's... like, all right, let's transition from the gun scenes to his scenes. Let's just put him inside. Let's try to get him inside somewhere close enough where he can do that. That's I was like, okay. The scene right. with uh, like when they were in that like coffee shop or whatever. Yeah. Um. 
<laughs> it really bothered me that uh-huh. like these two female agents like they they just seem like they're customers inside the shop mm-hmm. mark Wahlberg goes out and talks to the, like the main bad guy comes back into the coffee shop and he like for some reason just picks out these two girls who are walking out like they don't look like they're doing anything suspicious but they left a bag on the counter and then he's just like oh tackles this little girl and her mom i think uh to the ground and then like a grenade blows up it's like oh okay this is for real Mm-hmm. But then, as soon as they cut to the scene, like right after the the grenade blew up, there was flat. nobody in the freaking yeah. coffee shop. The coffee shop was full like a second ago. <laughs> like yeah. Mark Wahlberg was not like pushing some little girl out of the the coffee shop. No, just those two girls come back in and start beating them up. And then the guy from the raid comes in, beats yeah, like him, they're in there, beats these chicks kicking up. and punching him. Kicking and punching his ass. Like, yeah. Weren't y'all just shooting at him and throwing grenades at him just a second ago? Well, those girls put weren't. A, a bullet in his brain. They they didn't have guns. Oh, okay. So now these ladies don't have guns. They, they didn't. They though. got enough guns going around or what? But anyway, that was that was just like one of those weird things where it's like, but how did everyone just disappear? Like I would expect like to have either seen like everyone running out of the building. They didn't show that. They didn't mm-hmm. show like dead people laying around. It was just like this place looks like it got blown up and there's just nobody in there except for the the main characters and now these two chicks that put the grenade on the counter are coming back in to finish the job so yeah it, it's just it was not a good movie no. i hope that the sequel does not get made it won't. as much as i like mark Wahlberg and the guy from the raid and i hope that the guy from the raid gets a lot more american bigger picture movies they need to do his action work justice because he He's an amazing stunt guy. Like his mm-hmm. fight scenes, absolutely insane. Yeah, I'm pretty sure those scenes are like he doesn't use a double. Not, no, I mean not no. If, at least if at all any no no double. It doesn't seem like I'm pretty sure he didn't for the raid. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine he didn't for this. And then it's it's you can do like for him you don't have to cut right. It's just put the camera down, let him do his thing, <laughs> and then you know. Let his counterparts also, you know, it look when he's punching someone, it looks like they're actually getting hit. Oh, like, uh, the, like the hits. I'm like, oh, oh, that was real. I, I mean, this did have some of those moments. Like, if yeah. you've ever seen the raid, like, there's moments where you're like, oh, oh <laughs> my god, how can oh, that's that is painful. They did carry some of that over into this because there was a scene. I don't know what it is, but in every movie that I've seen with this guy, both of the raid movies. He loves messing up people's legs. Mm-hmm. Like he just loves finding a way to cut someone's artery in their leg. And then he also likes cutting people's throats in some he crazy knows ways. To kill someone efficiently. <clears throat> and I said some crazy ways. Because like in mile twenty two, he like kicks a door, it busts the window. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the window was already busted out. He but he kicks the door onto a guy, then grabs his head through the busted window and just like oh. is rubbing his throat across the shards of glass oh. and then shoots him in the head. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude, really? But like, that's the kind of stuff, like, it's intense as far as that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, they didn't do the action scenes well enough to be like, it stands alone. Like, those action scenes carry the movie. It, it no, just I doesn't because they ruined it with it all just, the cuts. To me, it seemed like they were, it's all right. Uh, Let's just get to the action scene with Homeboy. Yeah. Now's his time. I mean, it's... For some reason, there's this idea, and 
there are shorter attention spans now for sure but it it's not that it needs to be like a cut every like one to two seconds like that's that's the kind of cuts that you do for quick 30 second spots like like for a, a trailer like a short tv spot trailer or a news story where you're just showing b-roll like yeah like one to two second cuts with maybe some five second cuts here and there that's how you do that an action movie that's an hour and a half long doesn't need that many cuts that frequently like action scenes you have to have the the impact land you have to otherwise it just negates everything everything that you did just doesn't feel right so the uh, the only <coughs> thing I'll, I'll say what i did like because i didn't i've been shitting on the movie the whole the whole <laughs> review the things that i liked that ended up giving it like a five which i might lower that down to like a three or something um the action scenes were good were so most most of them well they were like, good except for the cuts like the outside like shooting scenes like that felt very impactful like i felt like <clears throat> this was real in some sort of way the explosions and all that felt real like the tactics in the first that first scene with the, yeah, yeah. the house that was really good scene that it was felt really, really a little good. like that was surprisingly slow yeah like they started the movie off kind of slow mm-hmm. and then just took it to warp speed for the end of it oh yeah they so, rushed through the rest of the movie. Yeah. So maybe if they would have just slowed it down a little bit, the movie would have been actually good and would have warranted a sequel. But yeah, I think we can move on now. Yeah. We talked about that longer than question, I expected. Though. So was the whole thing a scam? All the powder and stuff? Or no? That I don't think. Real. I, don't, I think they said it was real. I don't so, really know, though. So like, they didn't did really Russia touch on that very touch, much. Did, so the, the government. <clears throat> That the guy was defecting from, they were they were the good guys technically. I don't think so. I don't think there were really any good guys in this movie because the the American was there go- really in a they're going to be an attack. I don't know. Like, from they don't, that government, they don't explain it very well. <laughs> <clears throat> it's just kind of like they they said because that there were when the, the hacker girl was like hacking the little thing there was definitely a woman who wrote this yeah, definitely i was like what <laughs> like definitely a woman wrote this code and it cut to like the mom in like yeah. the, the plane yeah so i'm like so the russians did all of this or is i, I don't know whatever there, i don't really yeah. know what happened there maybe we'll find out in the sequel in the sequel <laughs> mile 23 <laughs> You've got to take him even Mile further this time. Two squared. <laughs> okay, that's a long way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, next movie: Happy Time Murders. Here we go. Now we're talking. <laughs> this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So just a bit of backstory for anyone who didn't watch it. Just before I get into the synopsis, it is a movie with. Henson puppets, so Sesame Street, uh, all the Muppet movies, that kind of stuff. Um, pretty sure this is his son, maybe grandson. I don't know. It's one of the Hensons. This is like their adult, coming into the adult world with puppets. Um, so that kind of sets the stage for for what it is. So it follows a Brian Henson is the director. Brian Henson. 
Does it say if he's the grandson? He or? looks old, kind of. Oh, okay. So probably the son of Jim Henson. <clears throat> anyway. It follows a detective, a private detective, who is looking into the case of for some client who then gets mixed up with this whole big murder spree that starts happening to a bunch of puppets because the peop- the puppets in this world are treated as the minorities in our world. <clears throat> so humans are seen as better than puppets. The Most of the people that are getting murdered are puppets. So we get a whole lot of backstory about the private detective and what his life was like. His relationship with the main detective who's working on the case. And it just kind of... It's a film noir kind of story that follows them finding out what actually happens. That's kind of... you know It's a good quick synopsis for it. Uh, It follows your pretty standard film noir kind of plot line. So, getting past the spoiler. Free stuff into ratings i i'm gonna give it a 7.5 out of 10 and i'll say a watch it now Mm, interesting okay all right i give it a seven and I was jumping back and forth between a wait for it uh huh, and watch it now. So where'd you land? Wait and watch it. So watch it when it comes out on <laughs> movie. Like you can rent it or something. Yeah, I mean, if you see <clears throat> it, I mean, maybe if you're... You got a, some time with your boy with your boys. <laughs> no, you know what? It I'll is say definitely watch it now. I'll it, say watch it now. Take take the fellas, take the girls out. It's definitely not it. a family movie, so definitely don't not a family. Keep the kids at home. Definitely keep the kids at home. Don't see the puppets and think, oh, Ooh, this is a, gonna be a fun family a film. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it's definitely an irreverent comedy. So you, if you like the kind of stuff that like uh, Will Ferrell and like all the guys like Seth Rogen and all that kind of stuff, if you like that, you will like this movie. I like that kind of stuff. Like I just love comedies that are just kind of vulgar for the sake of being vulgar, and that's kind of what this is. And this had <clears throat> this gave that genre of movies such a free. It was almost anim. It wasn't like it wouldn't have hit as hard if it was animated. Yeah. So this, like, with puppets, they were able to do a lot more and get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> they did a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they they did a lot. Yeah. It was like weird porn stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> it was so good. This, one of the first scenes, just like open up this curtain and. There's like this cow getting jerked <laughs> off by an octopus. It wasn't being jerked off. It was. Being, that's what it was supposed to be. I mean, yeah, that's what it was. But it, like they had, it was an octopus. Like had its little tentacles around the uh, the, the udders. cow's udders. Yeah, just and you just see milk, milk squirting spraying. everywhere. It's like, oh, 
And they're filming oh, a video in the back. <laughs> I love that like the the guy who owns this porn shop is a freaking uh, vulture yeah. <laughs> who just looks so sleazy. Yeah. Just... And then like I <laughs> that weird Dalmatian porn. That was weird as fuck. <laughs> It's just a, a Dalmatian with a, a fireman, a fireman locked like, up, chained up. Yeah, like on the bed, just like I'm gonna pee on you <laughs> like you're a fire hydrant. You like that, huh? Yeah. What, like, what was the first thing she says? Like, she's whipping him. That's yeah. what she's like whipping him. She's like, bark for me, bitch. <laughs> she, well, I heard you cracking up on that scene. You were cracking. That up. was so funny. <laughs> that one was that got me. Uh, I mean, I had honestly, my biggest issue with it, why I didn't give it a, a higher score was because it suffers from some of the, the bad things that happen in like purely comedy movies where we can't it just, it. well, it just feels like you're watching like the 50th take of, of a line. Yeah. So it just kind of feels like there's, a, there were a lot of scenes that were just kind of like, tell miss. a joke right now, yeah. just do it. Uh-huh. So, there, yeah, it was like not everything landed very well. Yeah, there was some. I was like, they could, they couldn't put something else in there. Like that line did not land at all. But there were definitely plenty of moments where it's like, oh, this is this is hilarious. Oh, yeah. Like I kind of wish they wouldn't have shown that whole super jizz scene in, in the, the red band trailer. Oh man, there was some dude <laughs> that, behind us who was, was fucking crying. It was. <laughs> He was oh, crying. To be honest, laughing. the very first time we saw that trailer was, uh, or we saw that scene, yeah. was in a red band trailer. I could not stop laughing. The shit was so. That good. was the very first trailer I ever saw for that movie, mm-hmm. and it was that one where it's just like <laughs> he's having sex with this client in his office, mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Oh, I'm about to," and just <laughs> he just like there's like foam getting Here sprayed all over the room, Here and then just like he's like panting by the desk. Like, oh. Oh, it just starts up again. <laughs> the silly string just starts going everywhere. And like the lady is just like in the office, like, oh, oh, it's everywhere. He's servicing a client right I now. I liked her line, though. And you just see like the the silly string jizz just like go all over the door. Uh, and just like people in the room just like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? I liked her line, that first line whenever he meets her, though, though. I, I suffer from I'm a disease. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> if I'm beside it, what she? She says, "If I'm if I'm a next to it, I'm a fuck it or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that." <laughs> He's like, "Oh, really? Yeah, just uh, it's dumb stuff like that." <laughs> but like the whole movie is basically just everyone from this one show from back in. I don't even know what year it's supposed to be yeah, set in. Yeah, it was going to be syndicated, so it was like kind of a Yeah, like there show, was yeah. a show that was going into syndication. It was the first big puppet, primary, like primarily puppet cast show that Which like was hit like it big. a playoff of uh, <clears throat> what, Happy Times, right? Happy Times. Is that what it was called? Happy Days? Happy Days was all white people. What was the show? It was like the all-black cast. Um, And Living Color or something? No, no not and Living Color. I don't remember. I, know, I think I know which one you're talking had, about. Yeah, well, that's what it was. Because, like, the you could just substitute black people for puppets. In, yeah, basically. Basically, was what they were trying to do yeah, in the movie. Because, like, the brother of the main character was one of the characters on that show. Mm-hmm. And. That's an interesting well, kind of 
racial dynamics commentary so. on that yeah because like one of the things he's done because he was a movie star or yeah. a tv star he like over the years he bleached his skin he bleached his skin and so he, he was he was less blue he had or, a nose job so that he looked like he had a, a regular human nose instead yeah. of a puppet nose so there was stuff like that it wasn't really meant to be like a movie that was about social commentary it was just kind of like the social commentary is a plot device to mm-hmm. further the movie. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it was. It was definitely interesting, and they it wasn't didn't the like main focus. Yeah, it wasn't the main focus. It wasn't like it, this was supposed to be like, oh, we're gonna tell this super serious message through this raunchy it was just comedy. A, I guess an easy way to explain the puppet <clears throat> world, even though not. I mean, really, who knows how the fuck? Because at the beginning, there was this puppet outside of uh, Phil's uh, office who was just like dancing <laughs> and like it was tap dancing and singing. Those scenes actually, those looked really good. The full body shots yeah. for the puppets, they looked really good. Yeah. And then uh, they, some kids come over and just like take his eyeball out and <laughs> just start fucking with him. And then Phil's like, hey, give him his eyeball back. And he punched the kid. And then Phil grabs him and he's like, hey, you don't have to, you don't have to sing and dance anymore. It's like, we're, we've, we've we're moved past that. He's like, oh, but I want to sing and dance. So it's like. Back in the day, you know, black people used to be just for entertainment, just singing and dancing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, they definitely drew some interesting parallels Parallels there and just, uh, but it was a plot device. It wasn't so much the, mm-hmm. the main focus of the movie because the main focus of the movie was everyone from that show started getting murdered. So, mm-hmm. like, they kill this bunny guy who's in that porn shop at the beginning. <laughs> I don't even remember. What, kind of, what, what porn did he drop on the ground? He was real nervous. Chicks with big asses or something it was like chick, that. It was chicks with big asses, and it was like, it's uh, like chickens with, it was some with chi- big butts. <laughs> he dropped like this butt plug oh, or he, something. He's like, hey, you dropped your carrot, and it was like a butt plug. <laughs> he's not mine. And then like, he's just like a, a real big pervert. But he was one of the people who was on the show. Chicks with and big then like. Asses. Whenever the the person who comes in to kill mm-hmm. him, he's like he points the gun at uh, the cashier who's that vulture, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, then like the bunny's just standing there like, oh, this is weirdly erotic for me, and then just like peeing. I don't think it was supposed to be pee. I think that was supposed to be his jizz. Oh, whoa! Because <laughs> it was that's... like it was like purple glitter. Yeah, it was purple glitter, and then he shit two eggs, yeah. <laughs> like two of those little Easter eggs. Yeah. So you could just put a part of his candy in them. So he's like, "Oh, this is weirdly erotic for me." And then you just see like this purple stuff that's all glittery coming yeah, out of him. I, think, I thought it was piss. I, I don't think, think was, that's what it was. Oh, um. So then, whoever has the shotgun shoots the head off the the vulture guy then the two people who were filming the porn in the back the, the octopus the and the cow uh they open up the curtain like hey what's going on and then they get their heads blown off and then the person points the shotgun at the bunny and he's like no don't shoot me i have 47 children yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets killed so that's the first person who dies and then it just like gets prog- it progresses so 
the main guy, the uh, main character's brother. Uh, brother gets killed next by <laughs> some little dogs. Yeah, some little dogs, <laughs> just innocent looking dogs. <laughs> they the just police like, officer. I believe I found the the murder weapon. This is the dog petting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like these stuff. three. It's like a chihuahua, yeah. like two chihuahuas and a little <laughs> little pug looking thing. Yeah, like something like weird small little dogs, but oh, they, they just like the guys like chilling in the hot tub, and then like these dogs just come up and like grab him by the head and pull him out of the pool and they just like tearing him apart <laughs> um so that's the second one and then they just like each time that someone dies the main character phil is is usually there uh, yeah, except for his brother for some reason they didn't yeah, mention that he really, wasn't, wasn't there, there for, for his brother. brothers but they kept talking about like how he was there for every single murder so like eventually it culminates in whoever's doing all this is setting up phil to make it look like he's the one who uh, is committing all. all these murders <clears throat> to try to get this $10 million, I guess. Somehow. He wouldn't have gotten it, though. Yeah. Because basically like the whole plot point for why there's even a reason to kill any of these characters is because they signed a syndication deal. They each get a even share of $10 million. If someone dies, it goes to the, family. It goes to the wife. Or whoever, like their significant other, if it if they don't have a significant other, then it goes back into the pool and it gets divvied up amongst everyone else. So basically, someone's killing all the individual people to try to get all ten million for themselves. Share. Ultimately, it culminates in there was a moment whenever Phil was a cop, he was a detective. His partner Melissa McCarthy was being held at gunpoint. He like goes to shoot the guy. He misses. It, the bullet ricochets off of a pillar and hits some random guy puppet, in the head. Yeah. It was a puppet guy in the head. With and his dog. daughter was standing there, and she's like, "Oh, someone help me!" So he accidentally kills an innocent man, <clears throat> puppet man. He gets his partner shot. Then. Melissa McCarthy ends up shooting the bad guy who was holding her at gunpoint. And then she ends up needing to get her liver replaced. So he takes her to a puppet hospital and she now has a puppet no liver. <laughs> so now she like is addicted to sugar because that's like the cocaine of the puppet world. Yeah. And it's like high grade, like <laughs> oh, yeah. they make this whole big deal. Like a but single like- line of this stuff would give a, a human a put a human in a diabetic coma for a week <laughs> and she just like snorts a whole big line and comes back like woo but i mean obviously that's a funny thing to do in a movie but they're just full of fluff like you can see like when they get blown up it's just fluff yeah but so it's like what the fuck puppet liver they got a fucking liver what the fuck who cares it's a yeah, movie I know, I know but it's just like whoa but yeah this is um and then I guess what the part that it didn't explain all the way correctly was that Melissa McCarthy ended up covering for her partner, <clears throat> technically. When? Right? Because she said that he didn't shoot. That way he couldn't be pinned for the killing of the other guy. Did she? Yeah, because she, she said puppets don't shoot other or don't shoot, you know, when it has when it comes to no, time. I think what she was saying was that he purposely missed. Oh, I, I took it as she was covering <clears> for him, <throat> saying that he didn't shoot. No, that's why at the beginning of the movie she hates mm-hmm. him because 
she thinks that he purposely missed because he didn't want to kill a puppet. But he made a mistake. The bullet ricocheted and killed someone else. And then she got shot. So she blamed him for the whole thing. That's the way I was taking the whole thing. Um, But ultimately, the whole movie culminates in someone was setting him up. And it was the little girl. The one that he was banging in the office. The one that he well, was banging was in the office. She was a little girl in the office. She was a, it, this was 20 adult. years before that, that whole accident mm-hmm. incident happened. 20 years after. Oh, wait. What was before. It? So, like, the movie is set 20 years after that. Mm-hmm. So, like, at the time, I like she looks like she's, I guess, like five, yeah. six, something like that. She's carrying around a little and doll. Somewhere along the way, she got <laughs> the, uh, the I'm a disease. <laughs> That's all of like that's all fake. That's part <laughs> know, of her persona to meet him. Yeah, I know. To get him involved with everything. Then um <laughs> while she's confessing that he told her that Phil told her the the main villain, I don't even remember her name, um that he was the one who killed all these people. They have a full-on basic instinct scene. Oh, yeah. Where she just, like, unfolds her legs, and you get, like, <laughs> full-on just... Leg spread, and you yeah, just you, see, you see it see all. Yeah, you see some lips and some purple bush. Oh, yeah, you see some... <laughs> mm. But she has red hair. She has purple... She, she has, in the, she has, yeah, pur- she has, has a on purple... Her, on her head, she has red hair. So, yeah, she has purple hair on her head. No. Oh, so yeah, sorry. Red, red hair, hair on her head, purple hair downstairs. downstairs. So they make a joke about that. I guess on the purple hair doesn't. Or on her, whatever, vulva or whatever. <laughs> yeah, down, <laughs> down in that region. Yeah. Anyway, so that leads to the, the discovery of, oh, hey, she was the little girl from back then. She had purple hair. And then... It's they they're trying to get away. She, yeah. I mean, just to kind of wrap, we're getting to the end here. Yeah. Uh, to for me, everything that we just talked about, I love. Right, all the scenes with the puppets, like every kind of every time they change from one scene to the next, as far as when they were going to each person to check if they were still alive or to protect them. Yeah. Great. <clears throat> right. Like the scene with. Uh, when they went to the outskirts for those two cousins that had uh, ended <laughs> yeah. up marrying each other, and they had, had the kids, barbecue place, yeah. right? And then they went to the house, and you, you just hear like something. These screaming, random screams, yeah. Right, and they bust in, and they see these two kids. <laughs> <laughs> they see these. T- <laughs> they see these two kids just looking at a mirror, <laughs> and looking yelling at a at mirror. It. These two puppet kids. One of them has one eyeball. <laughs> The other one has three eyeballs, <laughs> and then they're like, "Ooh!" They're like, <laughs> they're like and they don't sh-. they don't talk; they just scream. Yeah, like, they just scream. They're just looking at the mirror, screaming, and then Melissa McCarthy's like, she says something to them, and they both look at her, and then like they both just scream at her, and then she's like, "Oh, we're gonna have to get you some help." That's <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you don't mix Gene the Gene pool because it was two cousins that ended up fucking, and then having these having two these mutant kids, mutant kids, yeah. And then, like that was really good. The scene with the um, in that in that sugar house, the sugar den or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Like I'll suck your dick for fifty <laughs> fifty cents or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, 
that was all good. I think where it fell short was the ending. I mean, the it, ending, it, it felt was like a, a noir ending. Yeah, I mean, it was like a it was a super happy ending. I was like, whoa, it went too far with this, because they it it was a weird weird ending because I guess they it broke like an homeboy out of prison or jail or whatever. They broke him out. Yeah. He he got out. He went to the airport to um, meet the girl that had done had did all this, right? All the evidence was burned up, mind you. <clears throat> yeah. To let that links her to everything. All the evidence was burned up. They show up at the airport, and then they end up ki- they end up killing her, and then he's the hero. No one lived. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not a noir. Well, yeah. no, I take that back. Um, Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, I she mean, could she have lived. confessed the whole thing. Yeah, but it's just like they didn't show her confessing. They didn't. And then it's like, oh, you're a hero. You saved the day. It's like, did you really? <laughs> Everyone died. Everyone in the cast died. The person who killed them died. No one is getting put on trial for this. Maybe, maybe Elizabeth Banks is. Yeah, okay, I was. And they're like, so. oh, by the way, um, you know all this whole law that we had. Where no puppets can become cops. Yeah, I just talked to the chief. He, the mayor. The, he talked the mayor. to the mayor. He lifted it up. Now, now we're gonna get you back into the force. And then, uh, oh, and by the way, Melissa, you're off of uh, probation or whatever. Well, I mean, the probation was thing like, was not that big of a no, stretch. No, that was really. that big of a d- but deal. But it was just. I was like, I feel Man. like that was just kind of like they kind of mixed like a puppet noir story yeah. together. So that was more of the puppet side of it. <clears throat> Where it's like, oh yeah, it's a happy ending for everybody. Um, but through and through, it was it was a pretty good noir story overall. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that ending was not. Yeah, that's, I, it, if it had ended on a more somber note, it would have been pretty true to a noir story. But that was more of the puppet kind of thing. So I thought it was interesting, though. I thought it, it. Yeah, it was like <clears throat> like to put it in like gymnastics, right? They did everything good on the beam. Right, they were doing all kinds of flips. I was like, okay, this is awesome. This is an awesome routine. They had a sloppy dismount. And then the dismount was, <laughs> I was like, oh, the dismount doesn't look so great. And then the landing, they kind of fell a little bit. They stumbled. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I got it. It's got, it was, it was going to be a 10. Now it's a 7. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that alone is what took it from <laughs> no, a 10 to a 7. A 10, but still. I mean, for me, the only reason that I didn't give it a higher rating is because. There were those moments like it just felt like they were throwing lines out there. Yeah, I mean some of them, <clears> like <throat> with uh, the Mia Maya Rudolph. Yeah, Bubbles. Yeah, Bubbles. She was a real human. Bubbles. All of her stuff was like not great. She didn't have that many great. Like she talked true a good amount of mu- amount of time in the movie, but none of her lines landed. I was like, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I mean, like when she was, she's like, "Hey, can I have a banana?" And then later on, she, she or Melissa McCarthy's like, "No, you can't have a banana." And then they go to the next scene, and she has a banana, and she's eating it, and she's like, "Why do you have a banana?" And she's like, "Oh, sorry, I took it from your place," and then puts it back in her purse. I'm like, "This isn't funny at all. Like what? <laughs> like what the fuck is this?" <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe that, that's just like one of those weird little things. I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. Maya Rudolph's character was like, I mean, it ended up at the end being the, the love interest. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like she could have been in it or not. 
probably wouldn't have made too much of a difference. But she wasn't terrible. Uh, I think she's she's usually good yeah. in movies. Yeah. It's just that whatever, maybe if she had to improvise or whatever they wrote for her was just not not good. Yeah. Um, but but solid yeah, movie. For me, that's it. Especially if you like good, irreverent comedies. Just it was good. It's funny. It's, it's nice Laugh and vulgar. And fuck these critics. Yeah, I don't honestly don't know why. Like, I don't know what someone would expect to these get out of the movie. They're not movie my snobs. people. Look, I take every movie, like, I try to be as open-minded as possible. But there's definitely times where I set an expectation for something based on a trailer or something. And yeah, like I'm, I'm still a person. I'm guilty of having expectations that don't get met. Mm-hmm. But this movie, I, like, I didn't watch a ton of stuff about it. I usually try not to watch a ton of stuff about any movie, just because that usually does set expectations that don't get met. The one trailer I watched for it though I was like, oh man, this looks pretty funny. It's gonna be a, a vulgar I mean, comedy based off of this <clears throat> one scene. I'm, I, and the concept. It was, I was, yeah, sold. Like, yeah. This is a movie I would have seen. I want more of this. Yeah. I want them to do like a HBO show or just something. Play, play on the tropes, the tropes of puppet movies and just m- completely bull through everything that made it kid friendly. Like fuck it. Like fuck, get, pick a genre and fuck it up with puppets. <laughs> <laughs> you already did film noir. Now find something else. Stealth movie. Yeah, do like a spy movie. A medieval kind of thing i don't i feel like you could say like this is the same kind of thing that like uh your highness Mm -hmm. have you watched have you seen your highness it's like a it's a medieval magic movie Uh like it's the same kind of thing though really but no puppets yeah (laughs) because i mean it's the same it's like this is the end that's like your apocalypse movie but same kind of thing where it's like you just make it vulgar for the sake of being vulgar um, but the puppets just add a whole just other pu- flavor to the, it. Just the visual of the puppets is just so good. It's just, it's so funny. Like with the way they walk and the way that, that yeah. they, like they talk, they even made fun of that in the movie. Yeah, it's I like, can't I read can't your read, lips. <laughs> I can't read your lips. You're a fucking puppet. Just... <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. They do. Just pick a genre. Fuck it up with puppets. <laughs> I would. Yeah. I'd be down for that. Yeah. All right, what a, we said we were going to call what Frank would give this because we, we want him to watch oh, this movie. Yeah. And then we want him to give his score so we can figure out how close we are. I think, I think he'll give it an 8 out of 10. An 8 out of 10. And I'll watch it now. I think he'd give it your score, 7, seven out of 10.5. I think oh, maybe he would have an issue with the ending, <clears throat> and that's about it. Okay. Do you think you'd say watch it now or skip it uh, or watch I'd it? Say, yeah, probably watch it now. Okay. All right. We'll see. Whenever we get Frank to watch this, I mean, he can't listen to the review. So, I mean, I he mean, can he listen could. all the way up until this review. But yeah, I guess we'll see. Also, uh, not gonna be a regular episode this week for any other. I mean, this could Anyone kind of listens? go up as a replacement for both. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is going to be like the single episode for the week. <clears throat> uh, we f- have to figure out when we're going to upload it. 
But um, we're still getting the uh, studio up and running. Yes. Apparently, that takes time. Who well, knew? Moving, <laughs> moving <laughs> takes time. Yeah. So yeah, but Frank is almost done with all that stuff, and we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Shit. Hopefully, not too much deviation and anymore. But um, yeah, I know you. All of you people who listen to this, <laughs> like ten of you, uh-huh. <laughs> probably miss, you. missed our voices. So here they are, except for Frank. But we know you don't care about him, so <laughs> <laughs> we know that's not the reason you listen. Uh-huh. So uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed the <laughs> the Keith and Mike show. Although the executives have said no mas. Yeah, it's canceled after this. Apparently. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, later, everybody. <laughs>